Hey, 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 welcome back to the show. Today's episode is all about how to build your online business. I'm going to be sharing with you my insider tips on how to get started in building and growing an effective and profitable online business. Now let's get started. episode is brought to you by the Fearless Authentic Business Network community. This is a free community for coaches and consultants who want to learn how to build and grow an effective and profitable online business. You will find tons of tips, techniques, tools, and even live trainings on how to build and grow not only your business, but your social media platforms as well. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fab network or simply click the link in the show notes. We'll see you inside. Can you believe we're almost in September? Like where is the time gone? I feel like March had like 180 days in it. And then the rest of the ones have taken off and flown by. I know I'm not the only one, right? (laughs) So today's episode is all about building an online business. And I actually have a group coaching program that I'm super excited about that will be pre-launching in October. And of course, you'll hear more about that in the upcoming weeks. But since I brought it up, let me just do a quick overview of the program. It's a spinoff of this podcast. Actually, the podcast was supposed to come out after the group coaching program, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's called Build Your Online Business, and I'm going to be taking you step by step on how to build and grow and launch your online business. We'll be talking about everything from a foundation to business basics and even social media for your business and so much more. Trust me, I have packed this program with so much information to help you be your most fearless, authentic and successful self. So again, stay tuned for more information on that. But... If you do like what you hear so far, I want you to shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know because I'm also be I'm going to be looking for founding members for this particular program as well. And those that get in at founding member prices, that rate is significantly lower than what it's going to be when the program is released or re-released to the public. So. If you are interested in building your online business and you want to get in on that founding member's price, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Nikki LeGrow or at Nikki LeGrow and it'll be linked in the show notes as well. But just let me know if you are interested in the group coaching program and I'll give you more information about it. So. Now that that shameless, not shameless plug (laughs) is out of the way, let's talk about building your online business. So I don't want you to be the person that's just out here throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Trying to see what sticks. 
I want you to come out of the gate with a plan, a winning plan to prosper and do this thing the right way. We don't just come out swinging around, okay? Just like, (laughs) we're not just throwing stuff trying to find out with sticks. We are going to start with the basics. So I talked a little bit about this in episode two. So if you haven't listened to that, I want you to go back to that episode and listen to that first because this is kind of a spinoff from that episode. So the first tip that I have for you when it comes to building your online business is to get clarity. I cannot stress this enough. Get clear on who it is that you're going to be serving, who you already serve if you're in the process of scaling or growing your business. But you got to get clear. They say clarity is key or king, or I would say queen in this case, right? (laughs) So when I'm always talking about clarity, I always say ABC. Action brings clarity. And the best way that you're going to get that clarity that you need in your business is by taking what I like to call aligned, committed action. Action that, of course, it can be messy or imperfect, but none of that matters because it is aligned, aligned with your values, your morals, your business practices, and that you are committed to taking that action aligned, committed action. And that's ultimately where your clarity is going to come from. But for the sake of this conversation, I want you to do a little exercise with me. You guys know I like giving out these little exercises, right? (laughs) So I want you to write a list out. I want you to write who and what the things are that you like. So give me a list of your, it can be top 10 or top 20 and write that on the left side. And then on the right side, I want you to rate each item from one to 10. One being the, "Mm, eh, I'm kind of passionate about this or I kind of like this. And 10 being the OMG, like I am so freaking excited about this. I'm passionate about this. This is amazing. I want you to have like that enthusiasm, okay? So my list would look something like or sound something like in this case, helping women will be on the left and 10 would be on the right. Building a business, a 10. Um, Let's see, gardening, right? Gardening will probably be about a four or five. Talking on the phone, goose egg okay a whole zero let me say this okay so I'm in the I was in the customers actually I'm still in the customer service industry but being in the customer service industry um like call center customer service type stuff I was always on the phone and although I love my client calls I love getting on calls with you guys it is like I'm super passionate about that but as soon as I get off the phone with you guys and client calls are over don't call me don't ring my phone send me a text okay because I hate talking on the phone (laughs) but it's so weird because I love talking on the phone to my clients so it's I guess it's a difference right so my list will also probably have like social media social media is probably like an eight actually who am I kidding it's probably like a nine or a (laughs) ten Podcasting is definitely a 10. I'm loving this. So you get the point, right? 
So from that list, I want you to take all of your tens, all the ones that you rank to 10, and I want you to count them up. And then I want you to take all the ones that you rated a nine and count them up. Write those down as well. Write those um, right underneath the ones that you rated as a 10. And then I want you to up under the ones that you rated as a nine to um, put all the ones that you rated as an eight. So basically your top three. So your tens, your nines and your eights. Right. You still with me? Okay. so from there, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to mark each of those items with a rating of one to ten. Again, one being kind of excited about it or I really kind of like it to oh my gosh like this is amazing I totally would do this I can totally see myself doing this and the point is to see what and who you're truly passionate about right so when I did this exercise helping women always came out on top so that's who I'm passionate about it didn't matter like I'm always passionate about seeing women succeed passionate about seeing women win in life like I truly truly love celebrating my sisters when I see them doing amazing things but how could that translate into a business right So that's where you put your two passions together or your three passions together. So my passion for business, mindset, women, social media, etc. Like that's what led me down the path of business coaching. Do you get it now? Does that make sense? So that's what I want you to spend time thinking about. And quite honestly, chances are it's already something you're probably doing. You're just not getting paid for it. Or you're not getting paid the way you should be. So I was always, and still am, (laughs) the go-to chick for relationship advice, business help, shopping tips, makeup steps, and so much more. It is no wonder I became a coach. Like, I've been coaching all of my life. But the fullness of that clarity came when I stepped out and took that aligned, committed action I talked about earlier and got the clarity that I needed to begin. So for you, I want you to get that clarity that you need to begin. But understand that the fullness of that clarity will only come through you actually doing your business, not just planning for it. So I'm going to move into my next tip. So my second tip is getting to know your audience. Nine times out of 10, if you're, this is the year 2020. So if you're in this year, you have some sort of social media, right? If you're thinking about a business, if you're already running a business and you're looking to grow your business, you have some sort of social media presence. So getting to know your audience helps you to find out what it is they want and they need. And this tip is super important because I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that think they know what their audience wants, but have absolutely no clue. If you already have an audience, then you need to be engaging with them. You want to start polling them, asking questions in their in your captions. Um, Getting into their DMs, asking them to hop on a 10 to 15 minute call with you to see what their struggles are and what their needs are. Trust me when I say that your audience will love this. 
And this is how you develop that know, like, and trust factor. People buy from those that they know, like, and trust. Think about it. If you remember that commercial that went like, the touch, the feel of cotton, the fabric of our lives. Don't judge my voice. (laughs) Where is that from? Yeah, it's from the cotton commercial, right? So if you're old enough to remember that, how long ago was that commercial? Every time you see cotton on the label, you might start thinking about that song or their commercials, right? So through their commercials, they got to know their consumers and their consumers got to know them. And we began to like them and trust them. Think about brands like Tide or Campbell's Soup, right? So if you have, if they didn't have their label on there, but the can looked the same or the bottle still looked the same, it had the the red and blue or orange and blue for Tide and whatever Campbell bread white and whatever Campbell's colors are, you would still know them. You would still know who they were, even without the writing on the label. That's not only good branding, but that's good marketing and business as well. And that's exactly what you should you should have um, for your audience. That's what your audience should feel. They need to know you not only by your colors and your fonts, but by your values, your content, your messaging, and everything that you do. That is the only way they will start liking you and trusting you. Okay. So I hear you. So how do I do that, Nikki? I'm not out here making commercials. (laughs) I get it. But you do have the capability to do videos. So get your tail on those IGTVs, YouTube, Reels, TikTok stories, Facebook Lives, whatever, and start doing videos. Human connects with humans. Humans connect with other humans. Humans connect with other humans. Your audience wants to get to know the person behind the business. So step out from behind the scenes and start sharing content with your audience through video. You can do educational piece like top tips like I'm doing right now. You can do fun videos like behind the scenes or even vlog style, video blogging style videos, motivational clips, a day in the life type of videos, get to know me videos or whatever. Just remember that no matter what you do, be creative, have fun and build those true, authentic and genuine connections with your audience. Because again, humans connect with humans. Your audience wants to get to know the real you behind the business. Think about people that you've watched and seen on Instagram or Facebook or any social media platform. You love when they do behind the scenes or getting to know you or they take you in a day in their life. You like that kind of content. So what makes you think that your audience wouldn't like that type of content? People are gravitated and drawn to that type of content. We want authenticity we don't want the fake and the already you know put together and flashy and glamorous stuff we want to know the real nitty-gritty that's all that's the whole reason why this podcast was born but think about things like that when you are getting ready to do content pieces so let's dive into my third tip my third tip is to nail your niche like a boss 
if you have been rocking with me for a little bit, you know I have too many courses with the Like a Boss attached to it. That's just like a running theme. And actually, Nail Your Niche Like a Boss is probably a course that I'm going to be doing as well. But here's a little bit into it, right? So trying to serve everyone, you end up serving absolutely nobody. And the two tips that I mentioned prior about clarity and knowing your audience all tie into this one. Actually, they all tie into each other, but... You have to know what you do, who you serve, and how you serve them. Hence the clarity piece, right? Nailing your niche is much deeper than creating your dream customer persona. And don't get me wrong. If that helps you, then by all means, create one. But nailing your niche is about getting as specific as possible. Why? Because people don't pay for what you do. They pay for the result you can give them. Results are specific. They're tangible. They're measurable. So as you're considering your niece, be sure to think about the specific results you're going to help your customer or client achieve. If you can answer the question at the end of all of this, if you can answer the question, how will they know when they have it? You, my friend, are golden. Bellissimo. I don't know if I said that right, but let's roll with it, right? (laughs) It's how I develop the I help statement. So again, if you've been rocking with me for a while, you already know this type of framework. But when you use this framework, it helps you communicate to others what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. For example, my I help statement is, I help female coaches and consultants go from idea to income by building an effective and profitable online business so that they can hit consistent four-figure months. In that statement, I'm telling you who I help, what I help them do, and why I'm helping them do that. So those that work with me will know that they have reached their specific result, their specific promise that I've given them when they are consistently hitting four figure months. Does that make sense? So don't try to sell the symptom like I see tons of other entrepreneurs doing. And by symptom, I mean, they're trying to sell confidence or happiness and peace and authenticity and self-love and self-care or whatever. And again, I'm not saying it can't be done. You can totally sell from that perspective, But just know that it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But these are things that are the byproduct of what it is that you sell, which is the result or the problem to the solution. Your audience is going to be looking for a specific external result that they believe will bring them those things that are mentioned above. The more the love, the happiness, the peace, the confidence, the authenticity, etc., So your external promise must begin with a specific, tangible result because that's what people are looking for. Does that make sense? Giving them that specific result. So my again, back to my example, my specific result is that you're going to consistently hit four figure months. As long as you do the work, you're going to hit that mark. And that is the result people are looking for. My specific audience is looking for. They're looking to make money from their online business. So 
while we're talking about business, of course. So my fourth and final tip is to test your market. (sighs) There is nothing worse than having this super grand idea that you think everyone wants and needs. So you end up spending six months to, I've even seen a year, trying to get this all together. Creating your best stuff and launching only to hear crickets. Cue the cricket noise, right? (laughs) That's why my tip is to test your idea first. To make sure it's going to be a profitable idea. So I talk about several ways to do this in my course, but one of the most effective ways to do this is through YouTube. Yes, YouTube. YouTube is actually a search engine and it's owned by Google. So if you're embarking on the journey to be, let's say, um, a life coach or marketing consultant, you can type those exact keywords into YouTube and see what the results are. So as I'm recording this episode, the top three results for marketing consultant videos has 79,000, 431,000, and 115,000 views. Yeah, let that sink in a little. So I venture to say this is probably a great niche to get into. Because there are loads of people interested in that specific topic. And for life coaching, the results are even better. You have 53,000, 21,000, a million. Yeah, one million views. So I think that would be a pretty good niche to get into as well, right? Where I see a lot of people go wrong is that they say, great. I'm going to be a life coach and that's my niche. But the problem is that's not niche down enough. A life coach is just your title. It doesn't say who you help or how you help them. I'm a business coach, but I don't just help anyone. I'm an online business coach, which means I only help people build online businesses. And I specifically help females who are coaches or consultants wanting to build and grow their businesses, and online presence. And I even get more specific because I also help those that are ready to transition out of their nine to fives as well. See how specific that is? So if you're opening an e-commerce business, although I probably could help you, you don't necessarily fit into my niche. And let me say this as well. I hear a lot of people complaining about my market is oversaturated. Why should I do this if someone else is already doing it? Well, my dear, that type of thinking is only going to keep you bound and stuck. It's all about perspective. Seeing a market saturated like that means there is a need for your services. Stop thinking of it as competition. And more like validation that you are indeed on the right track. It's now your job to show your audience why they need your services or products by showing them that you have the solution to that particular problem or their struggle. And frankly, niching down eliminates the competition And establishes you as the expert or go-to authority in your industry. Now on the flip side, not niching down enough 
leaves so many coins on the table. And honey, ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. I'm trying to help you get all of your coins. Okay, so let's tie all of this together. Getting that clarity, knowing your audience, nailing your niche and validating your idea. This is an example that I always use. um, That of a fitness coach. So she knows she wants to help women get in shape. Cool. Okay. But what else? Because that's too broad. So she wants to help women get into shape after they've had a baby. Okay. It's a little bit better. She'll get a particular audience for that. Um, She wants to help women lose their last 10 pounds of baby weight so they can be in the best shape of their life. Mm. Eh, Still a little broad, but better. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 I got it. You ready? I am a fitness coach. I help new moms step up their fitness by creating a customized workout and nutrition plan so that they can hit their goals of running a 10K marathon. Boom. Wow. (laughs) Now that is super specific. You can probably even get more niche down, but you get the idea, right? She's a fitness coach, and she only works with new moms who want to run a 10K. Now, will she attract other clients that may not be new moms or want to run a 10K? Of course. Probably, right? Maybe they want to live a more healthy lifestyle. But the point is, she knows exactly who she serves, and who she serves knows that she is definitely the right person for them. She knows her clients and her clients know her. She's speaking directly to their problem or their struggle. And she is the solution that they have been looking for. The result is that the client is able to get back in shape and run her 10K. Does that make sense now? All right. So let's recap this thing. Let's put a pretty bow on it and get on about our day. Okay. (laughs) So. My four tips for starting your online business is get clarity. Get clear on who it is you serve, how you serve them, and why you serve them. Know your audience, nail your niche, and test your market. And there you have it, folks. I hope this has gotten your wheels turning. Hey, listen, friend. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. That's like Instagram is where it goes down. Instagram is my jam. I know that was corny, but it is. Okay. (laughs) So follow me on Instagram at Nikki LeGrow and let's continue the conversation. I want to know what type of business do you have or want to build and what your niche is. So before we go, my parting words of wisdom. Remember, sis. You got this. And don't overcomplicate this thing. I cannot wait to see you grow and flourish in your business. Sending you lots of love and blessings from your business bestie. I'll chat with you again next week. You've just finished listening to the Build Your Online Business podcast with your host, online business coach and personal brand strategist, Nikki LeGro. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a review, a rating, and of course, if you subscribe to the show. It helps spread the message about everyday entrepreneurs building and growing profitable online businesses so that we can help other up-and-coming entrepreneurs get down to business the right way.